When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy Unearthed Tips and Tricks Special. I am your host with the most, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Brandon. I'm your guest, Garvin. And we hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. That's what our show's missing, bro. Energy. We bring the what, old, fat, white man energy, and that's not good. Old, fat, you need 1920s. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome aboard, you beautiful bastards. It's time to get this show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right. Uh, so From our mouth to your critty ears. Ah, yeah. <laughs> critty Oh, my God. That's amazing. I, 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 I assume so you should go with that, by shit. the way. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Our monster today, because it's, it's the holidays, and the previous monster was the swarm of toys, of course, we had to make a monster that tied into that. So we have the Artificer Machinist, right? Now, this little bastard starts with the stat block of the mage. It's really fun. But the core focus is that it can use Artificer abilities um, and specifically can build mechanical servants, right? Yeah. So you can tie this into the swarm of toy soldiers, right? Which is a part of the fun. Now, we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty details of the mechanics behind it. You can read that at our blog at CritAcademy.com uh, slash blog. Look for Cute and Lovable NPCs episode. You'll find all the details there. Yep. Um, the big thing we want to get over this is that it's t- designed to work in tandem with these little the little swarm of toy soldiers, which I think is really great. Um, but there are a few things that I think are worth noting to really make it stand out, which is it is an artificer, so it does have a level of spell casting. You're gonna want to cut the level of spell casting down by a third or by two thirds because there are only a third level, third, one third caster, right? Half, uh, half yeah. caster. So cut half it in casters. half. Um, but we're gonna give them cure wounds, mending, blur. Enlarge, reduce goes great with swarms. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, magic weapon also goes great for your swarm, right? <laughs> oh, no. And blink to protect our caster, and of course, glyph of warding because what artificer is not going to set random traps to blow up in your face? I prepared explosive room stay. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, make sure you're listening to ICP's Toy Box while using this. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? Huh? It is now. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's good. What do you think, Garwin? I definitely love the idea. Like, just the idea of a of an artificer building a fuck ton of toys, and then someone coming in to going, you're doing bad stuff. And they're going, no, I'm not. Here's my toys to prove it. And the toys start killing him. And he goes, all right, I'm doing bad stuff. I'm going to kill you now so you can't prove it. 
<laughs> that, that, that is exactly what the toy box song is. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who makes toys that kills people. Exactly. Yeah, there was a show I used to watch as a kid called Puppet Master. It was totally the inspiration for The Last Monster. All right, then. Did you ever see that? No. Had a little monster with a drill and would just crawl, a little tiny soldier, crawl on your bed and drill your brains out. <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> that went a direction I wasn't expecting. Why you don't think? I Oh, it's naughty. <laughs> naughty bits. Do you guys have anything you would add to this to that I might have missed that'll really make it... It's uh... an expensive toy. <laughs> Ooh, what about... <laughs> Well, it's an artificer, so uh, maybe it should have like some sort of blaster, right? Don't the bla- Ar- Arcanus get the little blasters? It's the a terrorist. Nerf gun. It's an option. I definitely think you could do that because that'd become a bonus action. Yep. So. It could be a way to introduce the antimatter, anti-matter rifle into your game if you want to. Don't recommend it, but it's a possibility. Yeah. Though, so, considering it's an artificer and it bring a fuck ton of toys... He could have a patron who is sponsoring him, who might maybe send a couple guards Santa. over there. I love it. <clears throat> and Santa has to be his patron. Exactly. Maybe he has a couple of elves protecting him. But these elves are strangely short and wearing green. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But would it have to be something else besides elves? Because elves kind of already have a defined Ugh. shape, and it's not tiny and slaves. Gnomes. Gnomes? It's not tiny. Well, see, you have to think about elves. They are the number one race when it comes to, I live in this environment now, my entire physiology is going to change now in this one generation. What were you before? I was effectively a Goliath. What are you now? I am a gnome. Why? I wanted to. Uh, All right. That'll do it for our very adorable, uh, I don't know if you've seen the artwork for this thing, um, yeah. our uh, monster variant, the Artificer Machinist. Um, if you like monsters, consider becoming a patron. Uh, we release she's a, uh, she's fantastic monsters with lore and backstory and um, knowledge checks you can feed to your player to flesh out what they might know about the creature. So that'll do it for our monster variant the artificer machinist by the way props to the artist person of culture right there those thighs are good (laughs) all right uh our encounter of the podcast is poison shadows from the 4e dungeon delves nice the city has been plagued by mysterious nighttime assassins that leave behind no clues about who might have perpetrated them. Divinations from the Temple of Ion adherents suggest the guilty parties can be found under a nearby curio shop. Curio cabinets? Knock them over. Gets people stuck on them. Anyway, the PC set off beneath the shop awaits the Poisoned Shadows Assassin's Guild. As well as a greater danger that they weren't expecting. So, Garwin, what is that danger? Oh, I'm, I'm into this now. Let's go with a gnome assassin who's tinkering with the eldritch abominations of the Far Realm, and he's being in, and he's being influenced by them, and he's using his now now eldritch powers to take control of other assassins to create unquestioningly loyal soldiers. Maybe the 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 far realm is also twisting them too. Yep. Oh yeah, potentially. A minotaur, a minotaur assassin, is waiting for them. So the sewer's a labyrinth no. underneath the curio, curio shop. The curio shop? No, it's a bull under a china shop. Oh, I love 
I got an even better one. What awaits them is a Luxadon assassin. And when he gets the surprise sound on them, he simply says, Guess you missed the elephant in the room. Yep. <laughs> God, I'm going to do about that meme. Perfect opportunity for a pun. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for our encounter, the Poison Shadows. Our magic item today is, and I know Ian's going to love this, the Smite Shard. Smite! Celestials are powerful creatures that can leave behind truly amazing shards of raw divine energy. When you cast a Smite spell, not the Smite ability, a Smite spell of first level or higher, such as Branding Smite or Thundering Smite, you can add the Smite shard to the material component, right? Yep. If you do, a Pegasus appears in an unoccupied space within 10 feet for you. It disappears if its hit points is dropped to zero. The Pegasus is friendly to you and your companions and fights by your side. It takes its turn immediately after you and obeys your commands. So long as you don't hurt it. You can use a Smite Shard three times before it is all its power is consumed. And also, damage increases by two spell levels. Of his damage died. But yeah, the, those, me- those mechanics are cool. Those mechanics are cool enough. But can I? Can we talk about the lore behind the shards? Sure, delve into it. Let's go. Like celestials are powerful creatures that can leave behind truly amazing shards of divine energy during their missions. In situations where celestial clashes with another creature, some of the raw divine energy that is released can crystallize into these shards. The shards are usually small, and embedded in the areas where the class occurred, they glow with pure warm light. Now that is a plot hook if I haven't seen one. I'll say. Mm. Oh yeah, like, could you imagine, like, I can imagine an organization going around purposefully summoning celestials to just class somewhere in the world in hopes of creating these shards... Artificially, I would say, but the big general normally in terms of creating the shards, so they can use them. But it's actually interfering with the celestials' proper work because they're summoning so many of them so often. That could be <laughs> a good mission for the players to try and stop that shit and offer them some unique items in the t- at the same time. And also, like, hey. who doesn't love Wait. the simple idea of this divine power is so strong that when it's used upon the material plane. It crystallizes into physical fucking form. That's Make us awesome. swear on this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. When it says that Celestial clashes with another creature, it just makes me think like the creature punches the Celestial in the face, looks at him, and a single tear drops from his face and, <laughs> and turns into a shard and drops to awesome. the, the earth. It's really cool. It's like you're going to regret that. Uh, well, I hope you enjoy this. This Smite Shard is one of our magic spell reagents that our patrons get access to once we got enough of them we do plan to release them as kind of uh like a tarot card deck thing so um spice up your spell casting a little bit and your exploration (laughs) pillars right all right that'll do it for our magic item the smite shard the newest interactive theatrical adventure experience is here you guys the 20 sided tavern inspired by dungeons dragons and so much more it's a unique journey that's never the same twice this is because they have a unique audience participation and interaction through the use of your phone during the show you can make choices compete in games solve riddles and puzzles and help determine the outcome 
this means that it's different ending every time. I just finished watching this and I have to say I was super impressed. It's going to be something that every role player is going to want to see. Make sure to check out the 20-sided tavern. Grab your adventuring party and check out the 20-sided tavern. Now playing through January 15th at Broadway Playhouse. Visit broadwayinchicago.com and get your tickets today. Our dungeon master tip. Cataclysms, everybody. Everyone likes the end of the world. Who doesn't love the end of the world, right? Yeah, it's the only the end of the world. world is full of strife, magic, and villainous bad guys. <laughs> this means that the world is always in motion. Events unfold in distant lands and change the world by many degrees. Whether it's the gods like to express their wrath in a natural phenomenon, i.e. earthquakes, raging storms, Whatever. Maybe a fiery mountain to dis- of destruction to destroy and wipe out entire great cities. Whatever clever mechanism you can imagine. In doing so, we remind the players that the world around them exists outside their own story. So, even with just a few lines of dialogue between some passing NPCs we can remind the players that the world is bigger than them and is moving yeah. without them. What do you guys think? I like it. I do think though, we have like the world evolving around you though, that you have to have a weight behind it. Like you have to make the players care because they have it influenced them in some way. Yes. Like for example, like in um, star Wars episode seven, when they blew up the uh, planet for the new Republic, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> because I was the first Millions of people dead. Eh. Well, that's the first and only time we saw that planet. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what the planet is. We've never seen it before. It's all around. It just all explodes. Over again. <laughs> like, that's not all around. They'll at least build up some weight behind when it. When they wiped out the Republic with a single shot and what was it, six planets? Ah, yes. Yeah. The Republic encompasses <laughs> encompasses thousands, if not millions, of planets in this galaxy. It lost six planets. Yeah. It's destroyed. It's no more. Where did the other planets go? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys think about this? Is this something that should be going? I think Ian yes. had a good point about making the players care. Well, when it starts to impact the economy, they're going to care. When they go to sell their gems and nobody's got money because the one jewel crafter in the area's town is no more, yep. those things lose value. Actually, yeah. That this is going on with my my big bad trying to get uh, a portal open to a new world. He's already conquered this one. He wants to move to a new one. And the players believe that if they destroy him, their little time loop that they're in will go back to their original time and they can live their lives out the way they were supposed to. But if he gets through that gateway, that's not going to happen. He should totally go through that gateway and end up in like Japan. <laughs> Gate. Yeah. Get reverse his yeah. gun. My warlock had a vision. I said, this is the planet that he's trying to get to, and it's Earth. <laughs> Iron elephants, man. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, a little bit at the end of that, you know. Like, I do love the idea of just an NPC talking about something, and then it eventually affecting the players. Like, let's say, I don't know, there's a group, there's a, there's a troll tribe out there worshipping a hydra. They've been doing it for like, like 60, 70-something years. And they've grown acid immunity because of it, because of how they interact with it. So, like, some some 
NPCs at the tavern. They're talking about, hey, have you heard about the hi- about the tribe of trolls? Where's it? Hydra on the hills? It's just, it's bonkers and all that kind of shit. Like just a passing dialogue, and players might go like, "Ooh, that's intriguing," or they might completely ignore it. But you know that whether in this session or maybe twenty sessions later, they'll be fighting that tribe, and they better remember they're immune to acid. Which then again, you know, it's like. Everyone uses fire against it also. They're immune to acid, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Usually, yeah. There's wildfires to the east of Waterdeep. I really hope they don't come any close to us. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, That's perfectly okay. Yeah. Especially if the characters and, have a home in Waterdeep. Well, and you <laughs> can use it to ma- drive uh, political intrigue for something like that. Because what happens when an entire forest is on fire? All the villagers have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So now crime rates are up in Waterdeep. The there's everyone's on edge. Nobody want, can really trust anybody because now this city is just flooded with extras. Oh uh, yeah. Half the group wants half the city wants to kick them out. The other half wants to uh, help them. One half wants to build a wall around Waterdeep. There's already a wall there. But it's a. Build it through water deep, and then they get the... <laughs> what started the fire? A gender reveal party. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Turns out it was a doppelganger anyway. Ah! <laughs> Give me whatever the fucking... Oh, that's right, where the so fire that'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip. Cataclysms. Use them. They're great, even if they're not going to be big to your story. Um, the way they can in, in, uh, expand the lore of your world with just a passing comment is worth it. Our player tip of the podcast is... Don't, Don't be, be a dick. dick! And you can avoid dickitude by using power cards. You guys ever use power cards? I've used... Yes, sort of. Cards. I like can't say cards? I have myself. No, a deck of many things. <laughs> have you guys ever forgotten one of your abilities and realized it could have changed the outcome yeah. of something? Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember one time, actually, a DM built an encounter around what my character's abilities. But the problem there, though, was because I never used it, I forgot it existed. So we had to for an hour where nothing happened. Oh, <laughs> damn. Well, we're all familiar with the fantastic spell cards, aren't we? But yep. why does it have to stop there? There's a lot of abilities um, that we forget about or we just don't use because of the organization skills that people have. Well, having a power card sheet, uh, basically a note card with a single power on it where you can organize your encounter powers and your, your you know, recharge on a long rest, you know, short like rest saying, type stuff. Uh, oh, man, I can't. I have sneak attack, but I can't remember how, how it works. I get it. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. And having it right on uh, a card that you can just pick up and read instantly. Also, having those them as cards allows you to constantly, you'll look through them to see what's there. And so it'll actually help you remember all the uh, features and mechanics you have that you may be forgetting about because you don't use them very often. I see this happen with like reactions or bonus actions sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, with my barbarian. Yeah. And the example I mentioned earlier, the case was I was playing a forged domain cleric. We somehow scribed and saw the key that opens the door that, that they need to go through. And the DM was, okay, Ian, come on, make the key. <laughs> use your cleric abilities. It manifests one. Say, I got a barbarian. He does this every time, too. And that is that if an enemy is within melee range of him and that enemy gets pushed away, it's like, op attack. Like, no, you don't get an opportunity attack. 
It's like, yeah, I do. It's like, no, that's only if they step out of your range. If they get pushed out of your range, you don't get an opportunity attack. Right. They forget that? Yeah, every time. So, maybe he needs an op attack card. Maybe he needs an op attack card. But anyways, power cards are super useful, um, and they really will let you track the frequency of your uses, too. Because I know you battle-mastered bastards out there are using more than you're supposed to. You only get four, <laughs> and that's plenty, okay? Make sure at the at the top of these cards you make a little box that you them. check on. Flip them upside down. What's that? Depends how you build them. Oh, that's Whatever. a cool idea. We only get four of these. You wizards, you get like 17, 20 spells to cast during the day. Let us have our thing. Come on. You get four for a short rest. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it can be six, actually. I've mentioned what you're doing. Yeah. Damn it, Ian. Whatever. Use power cards regardless of what abilities you have, not just spells. Keeps you organized, helps you remember everything, and it does make the game actually flow a lot quicker because you're not flipping through books to find out what your powers do. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Abilities do. Sorry. It's not 40 anymore. All right. And that do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't be a dick. And you can avoid dickitude by listening to all this new hotness right here. No. That'll do it for hey, our show I'm on today. the show now. Uh, of course we have new hotness. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you uh, coming on, as always, and your continued support. Mm. Um, and I look forward to the big clash battle to top off the end of your archetype. Oh, uh, yeah, your, it's got to be great. Uh, story. So mm-hmm. uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to support us, please visit CritAcademy.com, buy some of our wonderful best-selling products, become a patron. Garwin can probably attest to the ridiculous amount of shit that we make and send to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to keep up, honestly. <laughs> um, there's a lot, so pick a tier that's comfortable for you, uh, as low as the cost of a cup of coffee, right? It's actually about half the isn't coffee at Starbucks, like six bucks now. Yeah. So anyways, for as low as $3, you can uh, support us and get some fat loots. Uh, Share our content, subscribe, hit ring that bell to get notified of our greatness going live so you can check out all this. Ding, 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 ding. American old white dudes. Mm. Old American. (laughs) And our occasional guests like Garwin. That'll do it for our show today. I'm your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. I'm your co-host, Brandon. I'm your guest, Garvin. Thanks for listening. Keep your blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.